that the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. time on Saul's story. The Fated continue to argue whether or not robbing the guild is a smart move. Rosa offers a compromise of stealing from the Steamfitters' union. This new plan inspires Al, who suggests robbing the guild dressed as the Steamfitters. Overwhelmed with options, the only plan Jared can stomach is the one where they ask the guild for permission to raid the Steamfitters' union. The whole debate wilts the perky Brecca, who tries to strike out on her own. Al and Felix, after arguing with Rosa over who should keep the damning missive from Jericho, tag along with Brecca. They learn her previous bodyguard was attacked in the Gibson family home by a magical young woman. A young woman who looks an awful lot like the recently kidnapped Winifred Gibson. Will they go through with a heist? Who is this Winifred Gibson? Lesson, and you may just find out. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Breach actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today, I'm joined by Moose, playing Felix, Spencer, playing Jared, Bam Bam, playing Albert Long, and Logan, playing Rosa. And I'm Alex, your Fate Master today. Without Logan, not Logan, Logan's the one I just talked, without Felix, Moose, this person right in fucking front of me, I would never know who I am. Oh god, it's gonna be such a rough episode, I'm sorry guys. (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) <laughs> did you start drinking too i should have no i'm just really sleep deprived so you know mm. aces so we left off with rosa going to the roast jared talking to his good friend edmund mm-hmm. and brecca al and felix did a field trip al is walking brecca home and felix is staying at the house Jared, your night is uneventful, so we don't need to to touch on you. I'm going to wrap up this walk home and whatever Felix is up to, and then we'll kind of address what happens in the night for everyone else. So let's let's start with Felix. What would you like to do, friend? Felix would like to walk, in the way she gestured, Mm -hmm. towards the house with all the tape. That's like on, uh, if I had a map... The house with all the tape would be on the other end of town. It's like in the residential area. Well, here we go. You're going to go towards that. Okay. You're a wizard. You can cast teleport. <laughs> Dimension door. It's fine. retreat. Uh, Misty stuff. So I would even say that you were able to walk with them to a certain extent and then break Goodbye. off. Um, but yeah, you can walk through the neighborhood. It's pretty quiet now. It's fully evening. The sun oh, is down. Good. Take off everything. <laughs> dancing in the moonlight yeah. <laughs> um, everyone seems to be in their homes if not asleep and you're able to find the house the Gibson Manor greets you with a small yard in an equally small home nestled away on the outskirts of downtown its diminutive nature doesn't prevent it from standing out amongst the other residences flowers weave between the iron fence mixing with the well manicured hedges The white blooms are much like stars dotting the deep emerald foliage. A tall slender gate is unlatched, welcoming all who are curious enough to enter or brave enough to pass the guild guards keeping watch. Past the fence, you can see a witch's garden. Flora and fauna squeeze together, causing the tiny yard to shrink further. Only a few earthside plants can be accounted for, but even those have been tainted by Malifaux. There are carnations the size of your head and a shade of purple quite indescribable. There's roses with thorned petals, and a weeping willow with actual rivulets of water dripping continuously from its branches. A cobbled path of luminescent stones guides you towards the home. Its structure is of trending architecture, meeting a giant's grasp, squashed and contorted. Homes of the wealthy tend towards outlandish colors here, but the Gibson Manor remains relatively tame with its navy siding and crisp black details. Above the door is a round Tiffany glass window, portraying a crescent shape of dandelions being wished away. Hmm. Are they armed guards? Mm-hmm. 
are they skinny cards? Skinny? Like, are they feeble <laughs> cards? People cards? Yeah, they're people cards. No, feeble. Feeble. <laughs> um, damn, sound counseling headphones. <laughs> I'd say moderate. Like, they didn't put their weakest there. It's clearly still a point of interest enough for them to keep them armed, to keep them formative, formidable looking. Uh, but they don't seem attentive. So, like, of those three check marks, like, you want someone who's going to pay attention, who's big and strong and armed. They're not so good on the attentive part of it. They're kind of slouching a little bit, bullshitting with one another. Not not too engaged. Okay. We'll try this the diplomatic way. Ooh. Rather than the punchy way. way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Felix will approach, mm-hmm. making sure to do up himself as formal as possible. Mm-hmm. I assume he has a medical badge given by the guild. Excuse me. Gentlemen. Uh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Good evening. I do apologize coming so late. Um, my name is... Oh, what was... It? Felix Hyde. <laughs> Dr. Felix Hyde. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? I died, you <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Dr. Felix Hyde. I have been sent by Mr. Hopkins... To collect some samples from the garden. We are studying them for possible taint of arcanists and possible medical uses. I believe I can harness some of these essences to help our soldiers combat the Neverborn and things like that. I also have a bet with McMorning, and I'd like to win. Hence why I'm here so late. Convince. Convince? Okay. Yeah. It's a seven of spades. So the the scrawnier, quote unquote, of the two, smiles as you approach. And he's like, I was in a really bad place last winter. I had, I don't know, it was some kind of flu, stomach bug, but they sent me to you and you fixed me right up. Dr. Hyde, you're more than welcome. And he allows you to enter the garden. My people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the other one seems to be like, all right, this one's vouching for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my leaning. Yep. Okay. So to keep up appearances, mm-hmm. what looks the most forbidden Ooh. in the garden? Um. So the, literally the only plant I have written down as a collectible, I called Gremlin's Ear. Cool. So I, it'll be assigned to a, a potion list, but um, right? Because I didn't even give it a potion listing yet um i'm gonna say though that you know it can be used to uh and increase your flexibility but you need to pair it with a few other things it's not that it's so much forbidden but it's kind of hard to find okay so you find a patch of that that you're able to collect how many do (laughs) i have um give me a check just a nice little nature harvesty check of something sure I'm nature. just trying to think if there's anything. I have alchemistry. Okay, yeah. So that would be a seven of tomes. Seven of tomes. Uh, I'm going to say you get like six leaves of that. Six, cool. Sold. Then I'm going to go peruse, like checking maybe the shrubberies or the lawn, kind of walk around the house, okay. look for other cool things, or a way in. You would notice that the front door, there seems to be a scorch mark. The door seems a little off its hinges, but closed. There is no back service entrance or... I do not have a service entrance listed because it's, since it's such a small house that hmm. there isn't one there. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't have a tornado shelter or anything? Nothing. Nothing. They have the windows. The door would be easy to get into because it's fucking broken. You but... know what? We're going to try to make a check okay. to do it quietly. Okay. With Stealth go- me. With ghost ambidextry. Oh, it's actually pretty good. It's a joker. It's a joker of tomes. Um, can I, it's an 11 of tomes. Yeah. I turned to snow Ooh. and went around. Uh, <laughs> so majestic. The flavor is so Let good. It go. <laughs> okay, not anymore. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah, no, you're able to open the door and, and slide on in. No problem. The, the house is incredibly dark. 
I don't think Ghosty gives you any kind of cool night vision. I don't, I don't think we discussed that. I don't think we discussed that. So That's uh, fine. I can always make more fire. Yeah, you, you can. <laughs> so yeah, that's all you see is just kind of this dark area. Okay. Knowing finery, there should be a set of candles near the front door. Do I lick any candles? Do I find any candles? candles? You fumble around for them. And there's the candle hoard- holders, but it has been a while since anyone's maintained the house. So whatever was there once, no longer. Mm. I can judge by the large windows into the yard. There is a foyer or like a parlor to my right. Correct. Um, yes. So there, you knew there was a parlor to your left and there's a smoke room. I'll go to, to the right. smoke room. Okay. Door is fine. You're able to open it. It smells heavy of cigars. But that's stale lingering. It doesn't smell good anymore. It's just okay. it's stale. Um, you can tell. Smell fireplace too. If you proceed to go in, you'll probably pop into a chair or two. He stops. Mm-hmm. Winifred? No response. Pauses and waits. At this, I will, in the hallway, cast me a, a, a gaming. Do it. The little gamey. Oh, the womp womps. That's okay. We'll cheat it. It was originally a nine of crows, but now it is a 13 of tomes. Damn. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> oh, uh, that's mine. Your cute little gaming friend comes out to play. If, are you back in the in the hallway? Yeah. So you then see the grand scare, staircase. The grand staircase that goes up both ways. As he continues to move forward, you see another big scorch mark in the living room. You see what looks like dried blood and a path dragging it out the front door. Hmm. You... the Most of the place, though, is just completely looks like a, a windstorm almost went through it not so much that someone was rummaging just stuff is everywhere is there like an arcana check we can do something magic-y sorcery yeah go ahead and just give me a sorcery check real quick done it is oh math is hard a 13 of masks you know there's magic here that was here it's no longer present it's kind of that, just like the old cigar smoke, mm-hmm. you get that same sensation that there was powerful magic here, but it isn't the same kind that you tap into. It feels, feels silky. Hmm. And there's no like warmth or coldness to it. It just feels silky. Okay. Um, and like the more you try to focus on it, the harder it is to feel it. As you get away from that, those the, the front door and that spot in the living room, it seems to dissipate almost completely. But those were two powerful moments of magic that happened in those areas. Okay. Quickly, mm-hmm. heading up the grand stair scare case. The grand scare case. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> I will head to the right, examining the rooms, looking for something that resembles a little girl, like okay. the girl's room. Gotcha. Uh, you're able to eventually yeah. round about and you'll, you'll be able to find it. No problem. Okay. He goes in. Okay. Still hurriedly making sure his Gaiman's going to have enough time to get him out. Mm-hmm. He's going to look for where a, a jewelry box would have set. Mm-hmm. Like if there's like a vanity and there clearly is a, an arranged thing and something missing. I was trying to decide which room she stole it from. Yeah. Oh. That's going to be this one. Uh, yeah, there's a spot on the vanity because this room has a, a four-post bed. There's a wardrobe that that one clearly has been ransacked. Also, the, the vanity, too, has been moved around some. Um, there's not like a nice, neat little Scooby-Doo-style dust outline, but you could tell that the amount of stuff and the way it was moved around, but there probably was something else there. What could be a perfume bottle? It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's there's something that seems to be missing from that pile. I will head to the parent, what Moose knows as the parents' mm-hmm. room. Felix does not, but I'll go there and check. Just like, hello. That's another room that's been clearly ransacked uh, a little bit more methodically, but um, nothing seems to be taken here. Even the the silver brush, it seemed more like a cursory look about, like okay, inventory of hey, this is here, this is here, this is here, versus the chaotic 
snag and grab that was in the other room. I'm going to grab the silver brush. Okay. You grab the silver brush. Uh, anything else stand out? No. Okay. Pocket. Leave. Leave. Okay. As you're leaving the room, you hear the footsteps of the guards. Enter in. I swore I saw a fire. At that, I'll put up the game in. And you hear him tromping around a little bit. Let's just do an easy stealth check. Of course, me making a check every few feet. I don't have stealth, but it's a 13 of tomes. There is a moment. It's not like the scary movie style where like you're in the closet and he passes by. It's just we'll, ch- we'll, we'll chalk it up to your ghostly appearance. Where you pass by one another and he's looking just the other direction at the right time. It is close as you squeak by. And he feels like a slight shiver like the heebie-jeebies. But by the time he looks around to see what it was, you're gone. Cool. So you make it out just fine. Are you going to go back to your place afterwards? Yes, after picking a giant carnation. Okay. And seeing that there's only one guard, like, Sir, y- you're missing one. Yeah, he uh, he went inside to see if... Uh, he thought he saw fire. I think he's just been standing out here too long. Mm. He'll be back. Um, here, <laughs> have him chew on this. And I give him one of the uh, gremlin ears. What's it do? It'll calm his nerves. It's math. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, well, well, hey. it's a barbiturate. It's okay. Hey, thanks. thanks, Doc. And he pockets it and wishes you a good evening. Gotta keep my friends. Yeah. Okay. Al and Brecker. Yeah, yeah. She has resumed being a chatty Kathy. Although she's not talking about anything important. Uh, she seemed to have had her opening moment with you guys and is now back to you just think that's a normal thing. That is just something Brecca does. It's just she's she's chatty. There's nothing weird about it whatsoever. I'm not sure if you care to interact with her at all as you are as you walk her back to Thorn or not, or if you have any questions for her. Uh yeah, Al does. Um just because uh, kind of her story, but also things that have happened now is kind of like an internal thing he's got like thinking about. So mm-hmm. kind of like like so uh Brecca. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm trying to, you know, piece it all together here. I, I I get your story and all, but risking your ass for, I I mean, just some guy. I just I, I don't get it. Well, he's not some guy. He's my friend. You know, and uh, I like I said, I don't have a lot of those, so. I try my best to, to help them out when I can. That's why I got Jerry those new clothes, you know? And why I got Rosa, my new best friend. That's why I got her the jacket. It's really... Stealing's more of a sport thing for me. It's fun to do, and I'm really pretty good at it. But then I also don't know what to do with it once I have it. So I like to give back to my friends, I guess? So, um... Because I don't have a lot of friends, I have a lot of stuff. Yeah, but isn't... Isn't it easier and definitely get a lot more stuff if you just kind of look out for numero uno Uh, then she kind of smirks and looks up at you have you noticed how jerry just gets really frustrated at me sometimes and like he can't really talk and his face gets all scrunched up you mean like he does to everything well yeah 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 but i mean (laughs) it's really fun being the cause of that like really fun being the cause of that and that's kind of a word enough it's just fun messing with people i guess that's fair I I, I like I don't know I just life's pretty boring when you're going by yourself you know so I guess that's why I do it that's why I don't look out for myself because it's just too boring going by myself yeah 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 sure Uh... do you just (laughs) what do you not like people I love people I'm a people person, and people love me. So you have so many friends, I bet. I bet you can't even count how many friends you have. <laughs> I... He probably did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I, uh, I like to, you know, just... So where do you, where do you stay again? 
Uh, I guess still arm in arm. Yeah. She'll give you kind of like a playful sway bump. You know what? I think I think you're really gonna like hanging out with us. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than just hanging out by yourself. Yeah, I mean, you guys are all right so far. I'll take all right. So yeah, I stay at the Thorn mostly because I forget that I have a room. <laughs> okay, Thorn <laughs> it is. Uh, she'll resume her chattering unless you got any other burning questions. Uh, I mean, it, it'll probably just kind of like re- you know reply with like a bunch of. Uh huh. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, like you know. Oh, I'm definitely interested in everything you're saying, and I'm totally listening. It's straight up like a five year old telling you every little detail that happened today. Yeah, and a bunch of like, wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Oh my, no way. Yeah. Which he probably is like, you know, meaning to like, oh my gosh, please stop talking, but is like feeding into it. She's like, yeah, no. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, straight oh, up, she is. Okay. If, she, if he's remotely encouraging. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> She just gets louder and more, more worse, more worse, more know. worse. <laughs> uh, by the time you guys get to Thorn, you, you guys definitely notice that some of the, the gas lights were being lit and she gives you a big bear hug. Uh-oh. Like one of the strongest bear hugs you've gotten in a while, particularly for some, from such a slight looking woman. Uh, he'll probably do that kind of like awkward, like tap on the head things like, oh, okay. Okay. That's th- thank you. As she pulls away, she has this pout and she snaps her fingers. I was close. You're lucky, you know. <laughs> and then she turns on her heel and walks inside. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> Al, being, you know, also someone who was talented in the art of pickpocketing will definitely feel his pockets you feel like it it was starting to be plucked but clearly got caught or she she chickened out there was something that happened that she did not take it from you uh so like you know feel you know probably it like sticking out a little bit and then kind of like tucking the wallet back in he just kind of to himself and like watching like as she kind of like leaves he's like little shit uh but he definitely has like a smile on his face where where does Al go now? Oh jeez. Uh I think out of instinct, like he would go like he would still go to okay. the three sisters. It it's a little cooler of an evening for for it being summer. Uh, but it's almost nice feeling that that breeze on you. It's a long walk though, from Thorn to to the three sisters. Is there anything on your mind as you walk? Yeah. Um. Just some of the stuff like he, you know, was talking to Brecca about. Just kind of like, it, it's still him not quite getting it. Like, it should click already, but not quite getting it. I'm just like, I mean, you can just, you just watch out for yourself and then everything you get is for you. You don't have to share it. As as you're in this this train of thought, you hear what's what what's a child running towards you, but you don't see them right away. But you hear the feet, you hear the feet, and you hear it running, and then you blink, and the child's there. She's she's nine-ish, eight, nine. Starting to get some heights to her. A little beginning, those hints of lankiness that happens <laughs> in, in that age. Just the proportions <laughs> are just a little off. Mm-hmm. Her hair uh, is in two pigtails. And you have this moment of, this was the girl you saw yesterday. But the girl you saw yesterday was like four. And not me just joking around saying she was like four. No, the girl you saw before was young. And this is this is a day later. Yeah. And she's older. And she just popped out of freaking nowhere. And 
the dog's there too. At the same time that she appears, the dog's there. And before you can really even react, this girl's now hugging you. Her arms wrap around your waist. Duh. And she's wearing overalls with someone spent a lot of time embroidering a uh, a rainbow on the front. Because that's the only way you could get that kind of detail and embossing, right? It's, it's through embroidery. And she's wearing the striped shirt beneath of it that's like green and yellow and white. And she's still wearing those weird white plastic like shoes. They're not boots. They're not. There's not. They're nothing like you've seen before. And what's even weirder is that they light up a little bit as she steps. And as she's hugging you, this dog, also getting a little gray in his muzzle, starts licking your hand. Uh, yeah. No, Al just like completely. Like, not really moving, but, like, looking down, he's like, uh, what? Uh, what, what what's, what's going on? And she looks up at you, and you can tell her face is a little dirty. And her clothes are a little dirty. And she looks terrified. And she looks up at you, and it's... <laughs> she's choking back tears, just a little snot thing running Ew. down her nose. <laughs> oh, God. You gotta do the right thing, Mr. Owl. You gotta do the right thing! And she gives you another squeeze, and they disappear again. And you're left with that, that sensation around your waist of something hugging you. But you know she's gone. Uh, I mean, yeah, he'll, like, stand there for, like, a moment. And just, like, not even really, like, looking around, but just, just standing there and just, what the fuck? Uh, and like, you know, eventually kind of, you know, looking at its surroundings and stuff like what, what just happened? Um, but he'll try to just like brush it off, but still kind of like have it in the back of his mind of like, I'm not sure what that was about, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> you're, you're able to keep going. There's not really anyone out on the street to judge you for that scene. No one saw it. Of course <laughs> you are by yourself. Um, it was a flame demon. You <laughs> rub your fingers together, and you can still feel that that wetness from the dog licking you. As you keep walking towards the three sisters. And you get there, and it's lively as it ever is at that time of night. Much busier than when you first saw it midday yesterday. Mm-hmm. What do you do now that you're there? Um, I mean, it's a towel. It's just kind of like routine. He would go up to kind of, you know, his usual room. Do you knock? Are you are you like sleepwalking? Are you pretty conscious about what you're doing? Uh, I think because of what just happened, he's it's more like a sleepwalking thing. It, it's mm-hmm. more muscle memory. So he's just kind of going and he probably wouldn't knock. He's just kind of like... Okay, I just need to just get in, lay down, because I don't know what the hell's happening. You you walk in and you see. What do you see? There's definitely people in there. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's it's a new girl that's working. And and so that's why I was a little on the quieter side. Is that like she's not fully invested in this job yet? Oh, poor and, thing. The partner there also seems just as weird and awkward as she is. Like, they've never done this before. And it's just this kind of them sitting on the bed, mostly naked, but not really doing anything. And they both look at you and they both try to cover themselves as if embarrassed. And they're like, um, uh, and the new girl, if you want to join, it's going to, it's going to cost you, mister. Oh, long shit. Sorry, I, 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 I forgot. Um, sorry, sorry about that. It, it's okay. Um, barking dog. Woof, woof, woof. Barking. I. 
I, I know Alice isn't here anymore, so, um, maybe later? She kind of shrugs and looks at the partner, and the partner kind of shrugs. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. I just, uh, hoping to actually get some sleep. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but our beds are full up tonight, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Uh, have fun, you two. Yeah. Uh-huh. You just, just finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he will close the door awkwardly on his way out. <laughs> Where to next, good sir? Um, well, the only other place he can think of right on top of his head. Jared's room. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Just crawling with jerk. <laughs> hey everybody, Alex here, still covered in gift bows and streamers. We hope you had a great holiday season. We had a nice mid-roll saying that back in December, but our editor forgot to put it in. Damn her! New year means new stuff. And that means we now have a Patreon where you can find us at Soul Story Pod. At a dollar a month, you get access to our unaired episodes, the bloopers that we even felt were inappropriate, as well as interviews with our future guests. You'll also have your name read out as a thank you in our mid-roll each month you donate. Next, we have three separate $5 tiers. The Jared Side Hustle tier gives you access to the new show Spencer and I are working on called Hashtag First that will air in May. You will receive full-length, unedited episodes as we record them leading up to our premiere. The Felix Tutelage tier will give you access to Moose, teaching different painting techniques for miniatures. Al's Dime Novels tier will give you access to the side writing Spencer, Moose, and myself have been working on in regards to Malifaux. I've already taken a sneak peek at Jared Kanan's journal, written by Spencer, and who boy, you won't want to miss it. But Alex, I want all of those! Good thing we have a tier for that. At $12 a month, you gain access to all the previous tiers, so you won't miss a thing. For a one-time payment of $25, you can send out a personal message on our mid-roll. Last but not least, for $50, you can save a spot at our table. You can join a one-shot adventure with one cast member and myself as your Fate Master. There are only three spots per table, though. You can pay this tier once and be placed on the list. However, reoccurring payments will gain you priority seating. Now, without self-promoting over... Let's get back to the show. You probably know Marie Antoinette never said, let them eat cake. But did you know that line was actually written about a Spanish princess 15 years before Marie was even born? This is your brain. And this is your Brain on Facts. From things you didn't know, to things you thought you knew, to the things you never knew you never knew. Your Brain on Facts is available on all podcast platforms or at yourbrainonfacts.com. Alright, so you're able to make your way back. Uh, as you're passing through, you do see uh, the Madam of the House in all her, in all her glory. Uh, but she seems to be working in her ledger. And doesn't pay much of mind to you. Too busy to actually interact. Um, and again, the other girls will say hi to you if they're available, but don't seem to grab at you either. The greetings are weird. It's I say forced, but it, but it's not like they don't want to say hi. It's almost like they don't even know how to interact with you now that Alice is gone. Whoops. We had an audio malfunction, and we missed out on a scene here. So basically, Al begs Jared to stay in his shitty-smelling, severed head-occupying room, and Jared allows it if Al will pay him the cost of the room. Al crashes out on the bed, while Jared sits in the chair, leaning against a wall, and falls asleep with the script crumpled in his hand. That's it. You're caught up. Rosa. Uh-oh. Alright. You retreated to the Rose. 
the rose parlor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm, yes. No. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So, uh, what do you do? Do you go to bed right away? Do you hang out? What's what's your game plan? Rose is probably freaking out a little bit, or at least a little anxious about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that she's got to tell her, uh, tell Santiago, who did we decide? It was Santiago, right? I think so. Yes. yes. Tell Santiago that it's a, it's all a ruse. So she's probably anxious about that. Uh, so she's probably drinking a little bit. Probably just has a bottle of something and just hanging out. Yeah. You stick out like a sore thumb. Everyone else has like their one wine glass or their one champagne glass, and they're in their mm-hmm. finery, and there's a harp playing in, on on the stage, and you're just sitting there, and you're playing clothes with a bottle of something, and everyone's giving you a wide berth. <laughs> you can tell the people around you are kind of whispering and looking at you. But they're trying not to make a big deal out of it, of course. Um, Rosa probably uh, appreciates that. <laughs> that she's no one's messing with her. And she probably is a little prideful of nobody wanting to mess with her also. She feels uh, strong or powerful or something. She feels uh, like she's much better than these high-class weaklings or something like that so but uh, she probably wouldn't spend too much time in any common room I would say as she's getting ready to leave there's a gentleman that comes up and seems to stick out as much as she does he's wearing what was once fashionable clothes now they're a little worn thin the colors faded they're not patched but they're definitely well-loved, and it's like last season or last two seasons fashion. He, uh, has has this mop of blonde hair that he tries to style, but it's not great. And, uh, he takes a seat next to you and smiles. You don't get the vibe that he's trying to be like, hey, baby. It just seems to find a comrade in this moment. He doesn't say anything to you, but he looks to the bartender I'll have a bottle of whatever she's having. And he looks at him. The bartender looks at, at the guy just as quizzically. Like, okay, you heathens. And catches the <laughs> bottle. Gives him a glass. And he'll pour himself a glass, raise it to you, and takes a sip. Um, Rosa's eyes are like... I mean, she's looking at him out of the corner of her eyes, I guess, or, you know, barely tilting her head to look at him and just looks completely unimpressed. Just not really, uh, you know, like, why, why this guy sit down next to me? Why, why is he, what's he doing? I don't understand. Um, so she won't say anything to him. As he goes in for his second sip, he's not hammering it back. Hammering? Hammering it back. It's very polite what he's he's not trying to get drunk. It seems to be more of an act than anything else. But he does he kind of mirrors the way you're looking at him. And he murmurs, "I think you know a friend of mine." He likes to be called Mr. Long. Uh Alright, um, okay, so every now, I'm just gonna disclaimer, every now and then I'm gonna try my best to do a little bit of an accent. Okay. It's gonna be really bad. I won't laugh, I <laughs> like, promise. I promise. No, it's just gonna be terrible. I'm gonna throw in some Spanish words when I can't. It's not gonna happen all that often, I think. That's okay. I appreciate you doing it at all, because I have the magic of doing it afterwards, but I appreciate that you're doing it on the spot. Yeah, so, uh... Uh, yeah, I guess. And I'm not going to try it right now. It'll, it'll come. It'll come eventually. It naturally. Is. Naturally. Let <laughs> naturally, it happen when it yeah. feels. Because now we're all waiting it'll for happen it. When it happens. Just let it happen, okay? Just let it happen. <laughs> uh, so she'll um, uh, let some silence pass before she says, uh, yeah, I know him. 
And he, he, he'll smirk. Are you particularly close with him? Uh, Rosa will shrug. Uh, you know, she'll just shrug and shake her head a little bit. Like, she's trying to find an answer or, like, the right answer. Just say, you know, I guess. I guess he'll stick a hand out. Al doesn't make for great bedfellows, but uh, if you want a, someone who's actually handy, you can call me. Uh, <laughs> so, at, at like bedfellows, <laughs> <laughs> Rosa's like eyes are gonna like widen a little bit, or she'll like perk up, and her mouth will open really widely and say, "She'll start shaking her head." Um, he does the same thing. He like doesn't realize until your response. He's like, "Oh." No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, you're very beautiful. Uh, and like all that suaveness, gone. Just the act he had was gone. But um, he extends his hand again, like, take my hand. I'm just saying, Al, Al's not great at what he does. <laughs> uh, what is... <laughs> I'm a little... <laughs> I'm a little confused. What do you mean then? What do you mean then? One more time, for a third time, he holds his hand out. <laughs> Again, like, just shake my motherfucking hand. Like, that, that's what's reading <laughs> on his eyes, right? Just shake no, the hand! Just shake your stupid hand until I know what you mean. I don't understand. <laughs> Why would you trust a bounty hunter who can't catch a simple magician like myself? <laughs> I I have friends friends in Malifo. I could perhaps help you? Uh, with what? I... What do, what do I need help with? You're, I, you're hanging out with Albert Long. I assume you need help with plenty, if that's your sort you keep around. <laughs> uh... Rosa just looks supremely just t- like I, she doesn't really know how to respond to what's going on right now. Um, and uh, sh- she'll just slowly and awkwardly reach her hand up to shake his hand. Um, shaking her head a little bit before saying like Okay. <laughs> As you shake hands, you feel a, a cool, small, rectangular shape hit your hand and slides away. Uh, it's Yale business card. <laughs> but all it says on it is honeypot. No! <laughs> Rose is like extra freaked out now, I guess. She'll look back at the guy and he's gone. Just... <laughs> oh, he's gone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um. Well, she'll look around. I mean, is it particularly crowded in the in in the in the rows? It's fashionably crowded. <laughs> fashionably crowded. So it's sure. enough to give people some space, but people with money mm-hmm. would be like, "Oh, this is crowded." I have to okay. share breathing space with someone else? Oh my. <laughs> well, she'll look around for him. And I guess not see her. Or see him. Yep. Nope. It's like he just disappeared out of thin air. So yeah, you, you're you're able to look around. Again, people look at you funny because you don't blend in. Alright. Um, well, with the parting uh, swig, she's going to be getting out of her stool. Um with the business card in hand or in pocket, probably in pocket, mm-hmm. and then she'll just re- she'll go back to her room. Does she go to bed right away? Like, what's you don't have to go in detail. Just curious if she just conks right out or if she's up for a little while. She's probably up for a little while. Um, I think she'd finish drinking whatever she wanted to drink. I don't think she's trying to get wasted or anything. But uh, yeah, just hang out. Okay. Probably think about the business card. 
or whatever it would be. You're like, what the fuck? I don't know. What what the hell is this? What does this mean? So should I? I mean, can I make like a a check to recognize this or something? Yeah, you can. Um, I'm gonna give it. We'll do a history check, but we'll also do a negative flip to it because you don't know anything really. I mean, you you have your your some context, but this isn't necessarily something that Ortega's would have been all about. If I don't have history, it's just straight intelligence. Correct. Or no, it's just a straight flip. That's how okay. that's how we've been calling it before. It was just a straight flip. I got six of rams. As you're looking at it, and the the coolest seem to come from. Um, I'm actually going to say it's it's gold, like a thin sheet of gold on it. Something from money, the name of it. Probably, maybe a gambling house. Maybe a brothel. Whatever it is, there's a lot of money that goes into it. Okay. So that means it's probably popular here in, in Malifaux. You just can't quite place what it is. Okay. I'll probably ask. My uncle, tomorrow. Yeah. As you uh, fall asleep, you're gonna have that dream again, where you're in that you're in the rose room this time, not the thorn room, and someone's knocking on your door. Do I have a like conscious control of myself? I guess you do. Okay. So I remember my other dream then. You do. Okay. It's almost a case of lucid dreaming, where you're like, I've been here before, I remember the situation, I remember the scenario, and it's a it's a polite knock at the moment. I'm not expecting any visitors, and the last time, they got really freaking mad at me, so uh, I won't respond initially, I guess. If it continues, does it get louder? Yep. There's a pause, and the knocking gets louder. Okay, I'm guessing there's no, like, peak hole or people or anything like that, probably. Nope. Is there a crack uh, under the door? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna look, uh, I'm gonna creep my way over to the doorway and then get on the floor to look under the door. At this point, you're hearing the gruff, let me in. And as you look under the door, you see well-polished black shoes. I will ask in Spanish. Zikiness, who is it? And the knocking stops. Let me in, you could find out. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say I don't know I don't wanna let you in. But you sound you sound really creepy. Like <laughs> you sound like you're just gonna kill me. I don't wanna let you in. Oh no. No, darling, no. Uh Far from that. You can call me Sasha. Sasha. I'm gonna try to remember any Sashas I know. Which might be none. None come to mind. Uh. Sasha who? Sasha Vide. We haven't met before, but I've been trying to change that. Uh, well, Rosa's probably, you know, really agitated at this point. She's not really sure. She wants to open the door. Um, she's gonna think for a moment and then, um, like, start reaching out for the door handle, I guess. Does anything crazy happen? Nope. Nothing's happening as you are reaching for the door handle. Um, well, she will cautiously begin to turn the door handle so she'll cautiously turn the door handle and uh yep turn it until it like clicks so that the door can open and if the door doesn't just like fly open I guess she'll start opening it a little more quickly it is totally in your control as this is going on you realize whoever's on the other side of the door is doing nothing okay then yeah, she'll open the door a little bit and take a look, like through it through a crack. Uh, you see a tall, six four, six five, well dressed man, fresh clean, like he could have just walked out of a store, fresh clean suit. He has this 
dusky gray skin, however, and his hair is like an oil slick, just that, that color that seems to shimmer kind of green and purple, but mostly black, and it's pulled into a ponytail. And as he looks down at you, his head tilts, and you realize he doesn't have any eyes. Well, aren't you pretty? And then you wake up. Hey there, gorgeous. Thanks for listening to us today. And if you like this episode, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? You might as well rate and review us while you're at it. Now, if you're looking for updates, you can find us at soulstorypod.com. In case you were looking to stay in touch, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at soulstorypod. Now, if you wanted to keep in touch with all of us folks personally, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Moose at Mooseyfo, Spencer at Spare Bear the Meek, the lovely man who plays yours truly, Albert Long, at Hot Bam with three M's, Logan at KOTL of the Light, and Alex at Roll for Alex. And as always, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs>